bottom line. Welcome, everybody. Uh, you don't know this, but I just did a show with my sister, so it's a bunch of South Africans on the bottom line. Dominate. Uh, uh, and so uh, another South African, not because I'm just looking for South Africans, but God connected us. Lindy Ann Hopley, welcome to the bottom line. Thank, Thank you, you so much. You just drove in through a Texas tsunami. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's a rainstorm. Uh, but no, welcome. Uh, I want to have a, a nice conversation with you about a, just a, a, a vast amount of topics. But you are South African, so I want to kick it off and just give me a little bit of your Hrithaskir upbringing, which is different from mine. I'm a Joburg boy. Okay. And you're a, you're a Cape, so I'm from Cape, Cape Town, Townian, South Africa, which is yes. gorgeous. The most, me, the prettiest city most in the world. Most beautiful city in the world. In pretty the world. much voted by the world. Yeah. And also, South Africa has won the most beautiful country in the world. Mm -hmm. um, but with that, we have all our own issues as well. But yes, I grew up in a typical South African Afrikaans family. So like I'm me, yeah. A boer, as they would say, farmer mm -hmm. uh, slang. But yes, I grew up in Cape Town. I went to a Dutch Reformed church. I was in a very wealthy home. We drove a Porsche to school. Um, do you want to know a little bit about how? No, just the culture, right? Just the culture. The, the different the culture, just like school. Okay, so what was your elementary school? We don't have middle school for Americans. There's no middle school. We go to what you would guys would call eighth, uh, seventh grade is elementary school, and then eighth grade would be Into all high the way. school. Yeah, Our yeah, high, high school. school, yeah. Yes. So, so I grew up in a typical white school, and in my grade one, first year at school was actually the in introduction of the first black child into our school and she was one of my dear friends i said rofika come and play at my house she said doesn't work that way her parents explained to her but mine didn't to me and so really in my year didn't really have a grid for apartheid as much just started seeing changes and people that we didn't see before but also cape town was behind south uh, behind johannesburg mm -hmm. people understand the dynamics and i say behind meaning cape town with the cape colored community mm -hmm. which speaks afrikaans Yes. And so and it's a more blend but as far as the black community in Cape Town, it was different. Joburg, of course, further north, closer to the border and, and major metropolitan city. So but, but what year was that? Can you remember? Oh, now I gotta do mass. Born nineteen eighty five, grade one. How old was I there? So ninety one. Mm-hmm. So ninety one. Nine uh No, because the part nineteen ninety four ended. Yeah, so it was later. Mm -hmm. It was later. Okay. Anyway, so I was a senior in high school in 94. Okay. So with Nelson coming out of prison and that whole deal and military and the, the whole change of the nation, the change of the guard. But that gives people a grit for just where you, mm -hmm. you grew up still in the apartheid regime. You grew, Correct. You grew up at the, and honestly, it was the most contentious later. Mm -hmm. I mean, it became, it became very, very, very rough there for a while. Okay. So that's the backdrop and the grit. Now, yes. now I want to... Now, growing up, let yeah. me just tell you this. With that, I, I kind of had no grid for it where we lived before. But once we moved to a different suburb, I mean, we had... At one point, the insurance came to interrogate me to find out if I was lying about the amount of crime that we had. We had more than 10 people break into our house. I remember one time thinking I had a dream. All these black men coming through my room took my cell phone right off my bed. I thought I'm dreaming. But this was common in our country. So, you know, people always say, why are South Africans so ballsy? Why are they so straight? They're so fearless. They have so much authority. I said, because we check the garage, we check the driveway. We are always checking out for where danger could possibly be because we're aware seven. we've had two cars stolen out of our driveway. We live in a very well-to-do neighborhood. Um, but 
we just had a lot of feet going through there. At one point, the police brought some of our suitcases back. There were a bunch of small kids that had brought broken into our house. They had a bunch of beers. They knew we were away for the weekend. Then they packed all our suitcases and off they went into the streets. And the cops cornered them. So it's definitely a bit of a different uh, temperature than what you would find here in America. Um, but it's also sad to see that it's slowly but surely going in that direction. Yeah, a case in point, I didn't know we were going to talk about this, but we did with my sister, and it was my sister and I. Mm-hmm. And I confirmed with my mom, just so I had my facts straight, but we had 13 home invasions mm-hmm. growing up, 13 different occurrences. And five of the 13 were in the house when they came in. And wow. they, were, they were disproportionately profiling our family because my mom was a, s- a single mom. But, but people don't... We, we had, Mine too. Mm-hmm. H- high fences, electric fences, yeah. dogs. And I tell people all the time, first time coming to me, I actually was Dan. Go to his house and I'm walking in, they got these giant dogs in their homes as pets. Yeah. I go, what are you guys talking about? A dog is a security. I mean, we don't. Exactly. I, I almost got killed by my best friend's dog because that dog could only be fed by two people in their household, a pit bull. It was trained. Anything else, mm-hmm. it devours, right? And so yeah. we don't. Uh, it's no, such no, a different our, grid in a different frame. One of our frame. dogs were actually kicked um, till yeah. it died uh, while they were breaking in. Well, and they poison the dogs. They throw steak over the fence. Exactly. Poison that's thing. Yeah. Of, and yeah. the thing is, too, when I came to America the very first time, I looked around in amazement, going, "I can see people's homes. There's no walls. I can no see fences. someone playing piano in their lounge. There's a family sitting and watching TV, and we can actually see them where it looks like a prison." In um, South Africa, in yeah. South Africa, mm-hmm. you can be in the most fancy neighborhood. Got bars outside your window. Bars outside yeah. the window. Bars outside here. Bars out there, and it's got this and that and all. Bar, not a drinking bar. Like like protection <laughs> bars, like prison bars. Yeah. Out over the windows. Yeah. And then an electric fence. And a giant dog that's trained to kill people, and and so no, it's real, and and that's exactly. and, and that's the kind of grid I want Americans to be able to understand. And they, how could they if they've never experienced that? What freedom really? Mm. How difficult it is to 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 accomplish and establish that kind of a liberty and a freedom to go. I mean, my friends in Dallas, they don't lock their homes. I know. Okay, what do you mean say, you don't lock go, your home? I said, where's the key? I want to go jog. Oh, no, we just leave the door open and say, hey, what? Yeah, <laughs> no way. I still, I still can't do that, right? I, and then I circle the house at night still. I mean, and I'm not paranoid. It's just ingrained, right? I still, yeah. when I drive now, I still don't pull all the way up to a car at a red light. Mm-hmm. I leave, just in case you've got to get away. I leave room to get away. Mm-hmm. because well, Why do you do that? Because everybody in my family has been carjacked. So. Mm-hmm. So that, but that, but but I I wanted you to share a little bit about that because it builds the type of character that I mm. think is going to give people a grid for some of the other things you did in your mm-hmm. life that they would go, okay, she's certifiably insane. <laughs> what do you mean a single white girl goes to India all by herself or walk into a a, a country that's persecuting Christians? Mm, Pakistan. Pakistan, mm-hmm. literally, while they're persecuting females, mm-hmm. you're walking in and declaring the gospel like that's not. Yeah, that's not sane. Yeah, okay? but it, it's and it's not just bravado; it comes from a tempered background of just I don't know. It comes man. about a purifying in the fire. Uh, absolutely. You know, when you've walked in the fire so many times and you watch the Lord protect you, you realize there's a fourth person and there's another person in the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when you start building up a resilience in your faith, and you just realize God really is for us, and He's 
greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Dan said to me when I walked in the office, I was here. He was already here, but he was doing some things. And I, he walked up and he's like, man, I'm telling you. And when he gets real intentional, he'll just, mm. you know, he gets emotional. But he's like, Yaku, God wants it to be a quick yes. We're in a season where it needs to be. Mm. And I'm paraphrasing, so correct me if I'm not saying this right, Dan. But it's it's got to be a fast yes. When the mm. Lord's calling, say yes and move. Exactly. Move. You know, like you were this talking not, about. Yeah. Um, you were talking about Pakistan and there are these things, you know, even when I came to America the first time, God led me to take on a massive governmental stronghold. We'll get into that, I'm sure. But I say to God, God, I am a, a young woman, single, as you would say, from South Africa. What am I getting this assignment for? This is massive. He said, but haven't you said every yes every time? Haven't you been faithful with a little every single time I ask you? I said, yes, Lord. He said, no, I make you ruler over much. And it's interesting because he doesn't say I make you faithful over much. He said, if you're faithful with little, I make you ruler over much. And so there were situations like Pakistan where God said, go, go, go. I had three dreams. I had every single person and their uncle telling me not to go because it was the time that Asia Bibi was being um, freed from the prison and all the Muslims were going crazy against Christians. They were throwing Christians out of God and persecuting them yeah i'm going the time frame the lord gave me in the dream very specific was that exact time and people say lindy and you are crazy i said no i'm obedient and god in the word you saw him sending people in in the most unlikely yep. situations like a firefighter when but the building's on yes, fire somebody's got to go in Exactly. Can't all run out. Exactly. And you know, and I think the key is, Yaku, as I sat there, because I'd already given my life to Jesus, I've already come to that place where I said, Lord, I serve you and you alone. There's nothing else. I have lived the high life and none of it compares to the covenant of Jesus Christ. And so when you've given up everything already, there's nothing else to lose. And so as I sat there, I remember in Pakistan, I'm at an open air meeting. I saw the the imams, the Muslim priests across the road, this is a raging time in Pakistan. And I'm on my knees and I'm just praying and I say, God, I know I could die at any time here. Someone could just, there's no security. I said, someone could just walk in and take me out. And I said, but I choose no other way to die than preaching the gospel and being in your perfect world and saying yes. And things like that, even coming back to moments like when my own father was murdered in his home. I that's, had, that's three years ago. That was six years six ago. Six years ago in South Africa. And in we South did, and Africa. we did a show, a big show here, if you haven't seen it, guys, on the, the farm murders in South Africa, and it is brutal. Mm -hmm. And it is reverse racism, but it's not even it's it is just people in agreement with the demonic spirit. Mm -hmm. And no matter what their skin color is, it's when people come in agreement with demonic spirit. They destroy life. Exactly. God says unforgiveness is as murder. And that's the reality. When you harbor unforgiveness, it will become worse and worse. It'll eat you up and it'll eat everyone around you. So your father the, is murdered So he in was South murdered Africa. in his home in a suburb, very wealthy area. And it was an inside job. They opened the gate. They let two guys in, people working on the building. And, you know, in that moment, my father growing up, he was my personal terrorist when it came to me as a person. He hated me because of my parents' divorce. I reminded him of my mother. Then it was this and that and the rest. I also knew that he was the guilty one and I didn't give him any slack about it. Um, so there's just a lot of things that cause a big division between us. And finally, he actually saw a deaf ear pop open right in front of him on the street by God's grace. And he ended up surrendering his life to Jesus. And by he literally witness. became the biggest killer whale I'd ever brought into the kingdom. He was the wow. biggest catch wow. that I'd ever seen. So your dad did. You did so lead your dad back. I got back to in. lead him to Jesus. You know, a common denominator, so many of our guests, so mm -hmm. many, 
and I and I just don't lose your train of thought. But mm -hmm. so many, I must pause and say this: so many, because this is an encouragement to all the viewers. Some of the greatest people on earth, mm -hmm. if they made the right choice, become warriors on this planet that were products of divorced homes. Mm. Or they're completely decimated and they fall apart and they completely end up in the system and mm. become. But if they can if they can hold on to God to that, uh, that it's such a common denominator. I mm. mean, you can track some of the greatest influencers and people that have done things and they'll be coming from divorce. And you yeah. ask them, what happened in that season? I am, mm -hmm. you know, my sister, we, 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 this, and then mine was radical. And my dad stood me down, I was six years old, on my grandparents' lawn, and he said, you know, choose me or your mother. Wow. I was like, what? And I was like, I don't even know you because he was never there. I'm not choosing you, but I, it, was, it was just radical, right? Yeah. And, and, but there's something that happens for those who choose, okay, I'm going to fight, right? That yeah. I just see them do amazing and things. And I think it's even more than divorce. It's any time of trial right sure. and i don't believe abuse, these strikes abuse, come from the lord things, but yeah. you look at maria woodworth Itta, she was one of the greatest revivalists that ever lived she lo she lost five children but in that time like you said she chose not to lose her head and go into bitterness and that's hatred right. that's right but she took that rage and that anger that she experienced in that situation and she redirected towards the enemy and that's really the key that i believe not just that i have to forgive my own father because he was verbally abusive he rejected me this and that i had to as when i gave my life to the lord i had to forgive him and it's only when you can forgive but that you can you actually free, love though. it set me free yeah forgiveness is not even necessarily for the other person it sets you free. and that's a place where i could start contending for his salvation yeah. and then he saw literally a deaf, yeah, completely deaf. It was a black man. He came up to me and said, sorry, you just prayed for my daughter. She was healed. And he said, can you pray for my deaf ear? And my dad's sitting there with his cigarette and he's like, yeah, you better pray. This is, you know, he's just like putting me on the spot. I prayed. I'd never prayed and seen a deaf ear open before. Third time I prayed for that man, his deaf ear just popped open. My dad sitting there with his cigarette is starting to burn out without him taking a puff, his mouth hanging open. And finally he said, I think you should pray for me that I soften my heart towards the Lord. And it was the greatest thing that ever took place. But this was exactly, and then he became my greatest champion. He was coming with me on road trips as I was preaching across South Africa. He was driving me around. We were going into the bushes. We were going to different churches. It was incredible. I finally found the father I'd been praying for and hoping for my entire life. But here we are, exactly a year later. I only saw him for a month of it because I was in America doing a Bible school for nine months. And um, I get a phone call. Um, on a Tuesday morning, your father's been murdered. And I remember just starting to pray in tongues. And I was just like, no. And I started taking communion. And I was just like, not on my watch in Jesus' name. And as crazy as this might sound to some people, resurrection power is still accessible today. Yep. And so I was really contending for his resurrection. I flew up to Johannesburg to go pray for him, to believe for his resurrection. I had a vision of him in, in heaven shunting the angels around. I don't know how biblical that is, but I just knew he's not coming back. <laughs> Um, but in that moment was the biggest choice I had to make that really shaped a lot of my life. And this is what you were talking about now. It's that choice of will I blame my God? A absolutely. Or will I blame the devil? Satan. Because mm. Satan comes and he says, look, you're God's not good. He's been playing that game and God oh, since the Garden of Eden. Forever. So I just said, yeah. I said, I refuse to blame my king something the enemy has done absolutely and i immediately went into a 40-day water fast because i was so hungry for the more of god that i was willing to not eat 
And um, that was when we started seeing wheelchairs empty, deaf ears pop open, blind I see even more than ever before. I, I saw a man in Johannesburg, the very city, just down the road from where he was murdered, 12 years paralyzed, get out of a wheelchair just after he was murdered. Yeah, I look, said, that's I'll, redemption. And right this there. is what I'm talking about in that moment. Look, there's a moment in, because retroactively, when we go back and we restore marriages and lives, mm. so many of our friends and really guys that this is what they do full time and, and we direct this a lot of this and we do a lot of this, we go back to what we call the root lie. And in any situation, there's a root lie. And people normally, they don't know that they believe a root lie. But the root lie comes with a spiritual agreement. It comes with a contract that's being signed. It's a rite of passage. It's a mm -hmm. gate that's opened. Mm -hmm. And we make these decisions subliminally, sometimes consciously or subconsciously, that gives Satan, evil, a rite of passage. Yeah. It says, okay, the door's open. He'll put a wedge in and he'll take it. He'll mm -hmm. access it. So he'll create calamity and say, what are you going to do? You know, and in that moment, if you don't claim God as the sovereign one that is above all, that is good, that has the best intentions for you, mm -hmm. that, 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 you know, has your dad, my dad, I prayed 27 years for him to be saved. He would never agree that he was an alcoholic. He mm. walks in a, a, a Christian rehab center. He calls me, he says, I'm going to give my life to the Lord. I want to build a relationship with you. And we have two years to build Come the on. most incredible relationship. And then he dies while wow. talking to me on the phone. Okay. Wow. And so, and so, so, so similar, right? And, and, mm -hmm. and in the moment when he, when he, he's screaming in pain, I'm on the phone with him and, and some of the audience have heard the story before, but he's screaming in pain. God asks me, I'm standing, I climbed out of the shower. My wife, we were calling my dad. We saw him the day before in South Africa. We flew to the U.S. and I'm on the phone with him and he's screaming in pain. My uncle says, Yaku, your dad's bleeding. So I'm thinking, he's shot, mugging, whatever. And they go, we don't know. Mm. We don't think anybody, but he's just bleeding. His blood everywhere. Wow. My daddy also want to talk to my son. I want to talk to my son. In the background, in Afrikaans. And, and I take the phone and my dad says, Yaku, be peaceful. My spirit's with the Lord, but my body's broken. Okay? Mm. And wow. God says to me, Yaku, do you want me to take him? And he'll be with me. You've prayed for 27 years for him to be with me. He's with Come me. Come on. Or, so or I, can, I can lend him to you for a little while longer, but there is a risk. There is a risk that he may stray. And I mm. kid you not, in that moment, sure. and my wife will tell you she was there, I say out loud, God, take him. And he passes. Wow. Okay. And in the moment, I've got this incredible joy for knowing he is with the Lord. Exactly. He, but I've got this crazy sorrow. Sad. Wait, That's I young. just, my dad just passed and I just got him back two years ago. The next day we were on an airplane to South Africa and I did the funeral service and, and it was it was an incredible altar call, the whole deal. But in that moment, the moments of trial, that's what I want people to hear. When you make the right critical decision, mm -hmm. it's like you're robbing Satan, literally. Exactly. And it's a revelation of heaven and hell. It's a revelation of life and death. It's a revelation of what do you sign a contract to? Is your name written in the book of life? And it's bizarre what you're saying because there's so many similarities, but mm -hmm. I got to see my father spontaneously, a surprise visit to Johannesburg. I got asked on Friday night, do you want to go up? We flew up. I phoned him Saturday morning. I said, dad, 
I'm at the airport. He said, I'm coming. And he came and fetched me. And he would never be like that. And he came and he fetched me, hung out with me. I was telling him about the miracles God was doing in Russia and Germany and God, how God was using me. And my own father would never tell me he loves me, that he's proud of me, that I'm beautiful. He was never affirming. He started crying. And I could just see he was so proud of me. That was Saturday, two days before they took his life. And the bizarre thing is I also went up for the funeral. I got to share. And I sang that song, you're a good, good father. It's who you are. And people just weeping and I shared his testimony not of the bad things he's done but how his life had turned and people gave their lives to Jesus there were miracles that broke out but in that moment as well I knew without a shadow of a doubt I couldn't stop smiling at the funeral because yeah. I knew I said you yeah. could take his body I said no, but but you spirit. cannot no, no. have he's been won over for the, the day he already. passed the day he passed and I was in Nashville Tennessee mm. I lived in Nashville I'm sitting at my computer okay and God uses this non-believer mm. Same-sex marriage artist, okay, and a song from from someone who doesn't, and God just starts ministering to me, okay, just starts ministering to me through, and he goes, Yaku, you're gonna go preach, you're gonna go do the funeral. So we booked the ticket. I said, Philip, God wants me to do the funeral. Created a supportive wife. We booked the tickets, right? No kids yet. I mean, Dan was in our lives already, and and so. God starts speaking to me. Now it's a rush back to the airport, back to Atlanta, back fly back. We just came, 17-hour flight. Here we go. And on the plane, God starts speaking to me about the funeral sermon. And God says, you call the whole family and you tell them, nobody comes in black. This is a celebration. Come okay? on. And he says, and I still have, I read the sermon the other day. I still have it. And it's called The Measure of a Man. Mm. And God starts ministering to me on this flight to South Africa. And I'm weeping. The flight attendants came three times is he okay ask my is he okay and they go yeah yeah yeah. and i never shared how hey, my dad just passed away and it wasn't crying out of sadness i was crying out of the revelation of god but god was revealing to me how he looks at his children mm. and how we look and so god good. was ministering to me saying yaku you're going to preach a message called the measure of a man and man measures man looking back in your history mm. show me your resume yeah. what have you done what have you accomplished who affirms you yeah. Who is who has endorsed you, right? Mm -hmm. And then I'll decide whether I want to walk with you or not. That's what man does. And God yeah. says, I don't do that. I see his future from the moment he meets me and he says yes. And I only pay attention to that. Come on. And I want people to hear what I just said. God does not care. Mm -hmm. It's about the now. This is why I tell Paul, you, tells Paul, you have today. Yesterday belongs to me. Tomorrow you don't know. Mm -hmm. Today, mercy and grace new every morning. And God looks at every human being and says, I see your future. That's how I measure a man and a woman. So I preach that sermon, okay? My sister, my brother's not, my sister's there with me. She's singing, Yolanka's singing, okay? My mm -hmm. brother's on speakerphone, okay, in the U.S. because he couldn't travel because of immigration. The casket's in the church, and God says, do an altar call. Now, I know my family, hard South Africans, hard-hearted. Don't tell them the kids they love them. I mean, just mm. cold, callous, right? Family members start coming up. Wow, come on. Receive, and I'm weeping because I go, wow, this guy who for 27 years, all I did was pray for him to be saved. And he's already passed away and he's leading people to the Lord come on, in his come own on. family, right? Yeah. That's the power. That's the beauty. That's the power of God and how God, and that's kingdom legacy. So all that said, mm -hmm. God took you on this crazy journey all over the world, many, many countries. 34. Okay. Somewhere, mm. and I don't know where, I got to take a quick break. For, for Patriot Mobile, but somewhere uh, before we go into the break, Freemasonry came on your radar. Mm -hmm. Okay, people go, "Whoa, we're taking a hard <laughs> turn here." 
<laughs> Whoa, no, no, it's not a, <laughs> it's not a hard turn. to Freemason. No, it's not a hard <laughs> turn. We're talking about the Satan and God, and I'm going to show, and hey, for the Freemasons, you may be offended, but I just, I want a revelation to hit you. Hmm. There's truth, and then there's a version of the truth, and that's where Satan operates. Satan never operates in a bold light. Satan didn't come to even say, that's not God, I'm mm. God. Didn't mm -hmm. do that. He didn't. He, he actually spoke 99.9% .9 truth, because God made even his image, but he's telling her there's things he doesn't want you to know because you can be like him. We were you're already like him. You're already like him. Exactly. It's a lie, right? Yeah. He didn't tell what well, he's preventing. He's saving you from, from pain and destruction and death. Hmm. He didn't say that. So Satan operates in this, in this area of a lot of truth with a little leaven, mm -hmm. a little, little bit of a twist and a lie. So I want to get into that. So when we talk Freemasonry, I want to dive into that. Come and on. See where that, okay. Quick break. Patriot Mobile. Guys, listen, check out Patri Patriot Mobile. It's the only Christian conservative cell phone provider in the United States. And here's the kicker. They do not donate to Planned Parenthood. They value life. They go to the border with us. They help fight sex trafficking with us. And recently, they went to Austin with us to fight for the innocence of Texas children in the schools to drive radical leftist ideologies out of the schools, not sexually indoctrinating children, not teaching eighth graders to learn to about 28 genders, Patriot Mobile steps up. They take the money that you pay for yourself in service and they reinvest it in the community. So check them out. Dial 972-PATRIOT. Mention the bottom line. You're going to get free activation. If you're a veteran, they're really going to take care of you. Uh, if you go to the website, go to Patriot Mobile, mention the bottom line, and they'll give you that free activation. Please check them out. Glenn Story and his gang are a great group of people at Patriot Mobile. They're true patriots providing a great product. Okay. Freemasonry. Well, we kicked off with the, f the funeral, right? Talking yeah. about a casket. Now, yeah. for some people, they don't even realize what's going on. I remember one time a guy comes up to me and uh, he's telling me, listen, don't tell anyone, but the Freemasons, I've just joined them. I said, oh, have you already gotten into the casket and out, right? Like a funeral casket. And he's like, what? You saw what I was going He's like, how did you know? <laughs> Climbing, and, you know, the, it was, climbing in and out of the Which casket. was very yeah. interesting for kind me of because... Kind Dra of Dracula-esque. Mm -hmm. And like an abomination of what Christ did, right? In, it, in, the, in Christianity, it says in Romans 6, it says that uh, baptism in water, which means immersion, baptizing, going backwards and coming in, is coming into death with Christ and out into life. What are you being baptized into as a Freemason when you go into the casket? So anyway, he was very shocked that I knew, but that was one thing for me that I was shocked about when I came to America. I saw all the Freemasonry stuff. People have their grain Freemason sticker on their car. It's not hidden. We're in South Africa, it was very hidden. But our church did a very big uh, teaching on it. We saw the videos. We saw what's going on. We always knew that it was not the kingdom of God and it was something to stay away from. And we knew all the covenants that were being made, the murders, the deaths, the uh, sicknesses, the curses and covenants and things that were um, the negative side effects from being in this kind of thing and how the Bible specifically speaks not to be part of this kind of association. So I was shocked to come to America. It's bold, though. I was shocked to come to America and see how ignorant pastors were of the fact that this was something not good, that it was serving the other side. And so God just took me on random things starting out. I knew about it, having watched this video. One time we go to this thing, we call it a trance party in South Africa. It's basically music. And then, you know, there's a lot of sex, drugs, rock and roll. And it's usually in cahoots with the police. It's a corrupt situation. And as I'm there, this man comes up to me. He's a security guard for the farm. They're hosting it on this massive 
form. Yeah, and that's how it normally went down. Uh, yeah. It's obscure in a form. And in America, they probably call it a rave party, but it wasn't a rave. It's like a trance party. They go in a trance. Yeah. It's so like this trance And it's party. mushrooms and it's weed and yeah. it's all yeah. this kind of stuff. So anyway, so I'm there and this man comes up and he, he starts talking to me. He's, a, he's from, I think he was from the Congo or something, North Africa. And he said to him, Madam, just tell me honestly, is God real? Because his family keeps messaging him saying, believe in God, don't give up Jesus, da, da, da. He said, but the owner of this farm told me to come to his church, the Freemason church. I said, hey, what? He said, yes, it's a church and the pamphlet has a big eye on it. And so I started talking to him. I was like, brother, Jesus is alive. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we got hold of him and we, you know, we push him back together how he's meant to be, you know, his brain to come back into sense. Um, and then finally he comes up to me and said, madam, I've been looking around at this party and it's not good. The children are on drugs. It's this, it's sex, orgies. Oh, he said, and I see the eye on the painting. I recognize it from the Freemason Bible pamphlet here in one of the art pieces on the property and he said now i know it's not good and like you were saying a lot of people they get drawn into rotary lions club yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah. fantastic organizations yeah. first first level second level it Blue feels Lodge. it feels and most people let's be honest now over 90 percent mm -hmm. and i don't have the exact number we did a show on it but and we can reference this but they stay there and it mm -hmm. feels good. And and they do And they do anonymous big donations absolutely. which they tell the club owners about so they think and you know. Good it's work red and it's all it's all great. And yeah. It's, mm. yeah. So anyway, those were the kind of things that I started um realizing, okay, there's something really big going on at, at that point. Till that point, I didn't realize it was actually a Freemason church. And I started realizing this thing is just getting deeper and deeper. And then when that guy who was actually the gym instructor started talking to me because we were friends um, and he told me I'm part of this, he said, but the whole place is put like Solomon's temple. It looks like Solomon's temple. It's got a big Bible in the middle and this and that. You know, then I get a message from some doctor in Africa saying, do you want to be part of the Freemasons? Um, you only have to make one or two sacrifices a year. But other than that, you'll be prospered. You'll be blessed. You'll be this and that. And so these things just started leaking out more and more but as a young believer the Lord would just start sending me to these different places where they had strongholds and that's really how I got exposed more and more and more to realizing that this was a massive thing Cecil John Rhodes there's a mo um, mm -hmm. Rhodes Memorial just by University of Cape Town and God would have me jog up there and go worship and he started giving me these things that Cecil John Rhodes was a Freemason he also said, I want to see Cape to Cairo enslaved. Yes. He was also homosexual. And so you see all those strongholds that manifest in South Africa. Um, but traveling around the world and now America, one of my first assignments was a big Freemason stronghold. And I said, God, this is not just any stronghold. This is huge. He said, but you've been faithful with little and I'll make, I've made you ruler over much. I want you to address these different things and it's just been insane crazy story if you're ready for it 2011 I come here I'm not a preacher yet I'm just a worship leader I love Jesus I've been following his voice being obedient to him and he's mentoring me because no man would and um, I'm here and God takes me to Washington DC it's my first time there and as I arrive and um, this might be offensive to many of the Americans but I see the Washington Monument. I went, oh, it's a Freemason obelisk. Yeah, and it's right here. Well, if you look it's at an aerial view of DC, mm -hmm. it's the Masonic influence is mm -hmm. is throughout the city. Mm -hmm. And it's bold. Yep. It's it's in the open. It's in the open. 
the, yeah. and, and it may offend people, but the Washington Monument. Yep. Yeah, okay. So I'm there, 2011. Now I'm going around on a bicycle sightseeing, the mall, right? And I see this and I say, Lord, this is not from you. It should come down in Jesus' name. That's my brain. We go to the cathedral, the National Cathedral. I say, I don't know what these little, they call them gargoyles, but they look like demons to me. I said, God, if this is not from you, it should come down in the name of Jesus. Now, what's very interesting is God will always set up his warriors with worshipers and prayer people first. At the very time, there was a 72-hour prayer siege in front of the courthouse for life, where people were having those red tape with the life written on. And we joined them for the last hour. So this was the night of me praying these crazy prayers around Washington, D.C. I go up and I worship with them. They take the tape off and they're worshiping. And I said, God, tomorrow, I want to see fruit of their prayers in the newspaper. And that morning, I woke up with my bed shaking. I said, hey! And it stopped. I fell back to sleep. And my host, who took me on the bikes the previous day, called me, said, Lindiane, are you okay? I said, what happened? He said, it was an earthquake. Now, we've got no grid for earthquakes in South Africa. So I we was don't. Like, what? Yeah, we get, we get lightning. So, <laughs> so <laughs> and flash calls floods. me back, and I'm staying in the Justice House of Prayer with a bunch of girls, calls me back again. Said, did you check the newspaper? I said, no, I kept sleeping, but what's happening? He said, there's a crack in the obelisk and there are gargoyles in the church that came down and it's the only two buildings that have been significantly impacted by the earthquake. Then I was like, God, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And that was just the beginning of the real big revelation of the authority that we carry over these kind of strongholds. And I say to people, I mean, I've seen Buddhist monks come to Jesus. I've traveled around the world and I said, listen, there's a lot of kings out there. There's a lot of lords out there, but there's only one king of all kings and one Mm -hmm. lord of all lords by which every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. And the rocks will cry out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. So these these organizations organizations and there's look there's many of them and there's mm-hmm. subsects and you know when we get into the templars and the original templars and the scottish rank mm-hmm. and all the i mean it's just it's this it's this web but when you really lay it out it's super organized it's fit in it and yes it impacts the rotary clubs mm-hmm. absolutely it's all levels down and look it is a path to serve a master that's that's not god mm-hmm. or or you serve the authentic and the real thing mm-hmm. And and only one produces life, yeah. and I know. And we say this always: there's there's a million ways to Jesus, but there's only one way to God, and that's through Christ. Amen. I mean, and so so uh, people have their own stories of how they came to Christ. I mean, we've mm-hmm. got you know Jesus showing up in literally in visions in the middle of the desert, right now to to mm-hmm. women who are uh, oppressed in the Muslim religion, and he's mm-hmm. showing up to them and they go, I don't care if I die today. But I met Jesus. Exactly. So there's a million ways to get to Jesus, but to God, it's only through Him. It's a, it's a narrow it's the and single way. The truth and the Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But this shapes this shapes your mindset. You know, there's some folks, and I I've had encounters with these folks. I mean, crazy encounters, and and I've gone through some of that on the show, where there's invitations, straight up invitations. I mean, I lost my first career rugby because of this. I mean, they sat mm. me in a room, and and that's a story for another day. But they're literally bold, very bold. In South Africa, though, it wasn't obvious. Mm. Here it's obvious. You can drive now. Almost every single American city, there's a lodge. There's a Masonic lodge. When you yeah. enter the city, there's a Masonic lodge. Yeah. And it's kind of like just par for the course. It's kind of, oh, it's a Rotary Club. It's a Masonic lodge. And, and this may offend mm-hmm. some folks, but I want to encourage you. If you're in the Masonic lodge, if you're in there, and if you're in the Rotary Club, go dig a little bit. 
Yeah. Go research out. a little bit. Just for yourself. Yeah. Go dig a little bit and take the word of God, the Bible, and just start lining things up. And if it doesn't line up, guess what? It doesn't line up. You know, and this is maybe going to be quite out there, but I believe that in the season, there's such an acceleration between the gray is disappearing, between what is good and what is Light evil, and dark. what is black Light and, and what is yeah. white, right? So when I went into Louisiana, I went to um, a city there to go preach the gospel. God said to me, go pray in the cemetery. I was like, okay. Went into the cemetery and never in my life have I seen this before. In On the, the tombstones, there was Grand Freemason Lodge symbol on the one side and full-blown satanic on the other side. And you see a lot of the Grand Freemason Lodge symbols in the cemeteries, but not the usually satanic symbol with the it, satanic yeah. symbol. And I went, here. Yeah, there's no hiding. Mm -hmm. And actually, but remember now, the area within, sorry, mm -hmm. you're from Africa. So we've got, we got witchcraft. crazy witchcraft mm -hmm. in Africa, like insane witchcraft, right? Mm -hmm. But there's also a lot of witchcraft in the bayou. Yep. In Louisiana. And what's insane, what I find is that, you know, I was thinking about it this morning, actually. God was speaking to me about it. I said, God, because I have this video on my wall that someone is being delivered. There's a demon speaking through someone. And so many people are saying there's a mental illness. They need medication. It's this and that. And I said, you know, people never used to fight against deliverance like in South Africa, like they do in America, because here pharmaceuticals has become our God. Yeah. Um, pharmakia is what we worship, and the supernatural is yeah. not. And it's a spirit, by the way. It's a spirit. The pharmacia yes. spirit is a mm -hmm. spirit. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's a spirit. You and can so worship. And just look at COVID. Mm -hmm. exactly. it, it is. It is. It. It will literally put people in trance. They will worship it. They will follow it. And then now, now it's proven. You know what happened yesterday? Mm -hmm. Ivermectin. Okay. Ivermectin that was ostracized, Dan, I don't know yep. if you know this, was put as a therapeutic on the CDC's website now as an approved medicine, Ivermectin. Yep. Just to prove to people that when something in your gut tells you, this doesn't feel right, man. Yeah. It it's may just be of the God. Holy Spirit talking to you. Yes. Exactly. And so many people have already died. So many people, you know, in the beginning of COVID, I was so outraged because I see people jump out of wheelchairs. We've seen medically proven cancer miracles, tumors falling out, blind eyes popping open in front of our very eyes, deaf ears under my hands. I mean, who is this king of glory? If God can use me, he can use anyone, all the glory to him. But I was so like, God, where's the faith of the people? What mm -hmm. happened to the church? What happened? And some of the most faith supernatural churches in the mm -hmm. world closed their doors. And I'm like, this is our time to rise up yep. to a week before they shut down meetings in Oregon. We saw a woman get out of a wheelchair. God was healing dyslexia. Children were falling down in trances. And this is in one of the most darkest states in America. And I say, no, yeah. where it's dark, light shines Bring even light, brighter. It, it drives darkness out. Yeah. But you know, when we were there back to Louisiana, so the next day I'm in a meeting preaching and God says, uh, um, do deliverance for those who've been in Freemasonry. And I think like, God, why don't we do this more? I lined up everyone and we had every color standing in the front. It wasn't just one type of race or this or that. And I remember the power of God started moving where people were getting delivered. One lady's eyes rolled back in her head. She was sliving around on the floor like a snake. And so I think that is really something that we've got to get back to. The supernatural is well, real. Well, I... Mm -hmm. I never told you this, but I argue this is artificial intelligence. <laughs> the real is the spiritual. Is the spirit right? Because that's what lasts. Mm -hmm. That's where you really shift stuff. Yeah. Whatever happens in the spiritual manifests in the physical. So we can read the physical and mm -hmm. go, we're spiritually sick. Yeah. 
How do you know Yaakov? Exactly. Because I look at the physical condition of our nation, the physical condition of marriage. It's, it's the, the manifestation of the spirit. We're spiritually sick. Mm -hmm. We're fighting the battle on a physical level yeah. against Satan who operates at a spiritual level. It, you can't win that battle yeah. that way. You've got and to you get know, into the supernatural and go fight it head on. Exactly. When I was in Washington, D.C., I was out at David's tent. It's that 24-7 prayer tent and worship that takes place on the Washington Monument Mall. And um, I'm sitting there, and there's a man at the back with a hoodie. Now he's got his, his head low, and he looks like the typical something out of a movie. Grim like Reaper. Grim yeah. Reaper guy. And I just know something's off with him. It doesn't take a rocket scientist. And I walk up to him, and I say, brother, what's your name? He said, I'm Oh, hello, Adam. And his eyes started going strange. And I tried to preach a gospel to him because that it's a powerful weapon of warfare. And I um but he and then I said, In the name of Jesus, get out. And he just I whispered it but with authority and he jumped up and he looked like someone who was doing the New Zealand haka when they do the evil version of it. He started running out of that tent, and because it's see-through windows, you saw him running all the way down the mall. Then he came back and he put his hands up, just like the haka. And he started saying, Kapal, Kapal, Kapala, Kapala, Kapala. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, all these conspiracy theories, just like you were saying now, you know, it's in the natural. People are talking about certain things and th certain things are being said. But when the then we actually see the supernatural yep. behind it, that there's actually principalities, people Absolutely. that are demon-possessed by they are a demon. They're, pu they're puppets. Mm -hmm. So when we look at some of these folks that we see on the news today, and then people will say something like, he doesn't look like he's with it, or he looks like he's not all there. He's not. Yeah, exactly. He's not. He's in bondage. It is as you see it. If it's yeah. smoke, hey, there's probably fire. If it walks like a duck, it's probably yeah. a duck. And right? the root word of weird actually means supernatural. Supernatural. And we don't want to, uh, people don't want to. This is when we talk about sex trafficking and the sexual abuse of children. Mm -hmm. They disconnect. It's a cognitive dissonance. They, they, I don't want to. You can't not. Mm -hmm. You must realize that the, the demonic is real. Dan will tell you, we were in this organization 10 years. We were auditioning uh, actors, models, and talent for Christ. And we have this audition one, one night, late one night. And there's this girl, her, her husband's a pastor, a Baptist pastor. He was just elevated to being a Baptist pastor. Mm -hmm. And she's on this panel with me, and this woman comes to do a singing audition, right? And we would take these actors and models and singers, and we would coach them for six months and photo shoots and get them ready and then prepare them for Hollywood and send them into Hollywood as Christians to go make an impact, right? Wow. Guys like Chris Pratt and these kind of guys. Okay, So, and my wife's mother has an agency and she's trained, I mean, f from Miley when she was young all the way up to so many, so many artists. So this one woman's sitting there, right? And she's supposed to audition. She's next because they're in orders like American Idol. Mm -hmm. But she keeps telling people, no, you go ahead of me. And I'm thinking she's nervous. And about halfway through, I go, no, she's not nervous. Something else is going on. Well, she stays till the end to where she's the last one out of like 200 and something. Okay. This is five hours she's waiting. And she walks up. Now it's late at night. It's like 1030 at night, right? Mm -hmm. And she walks up and she says, I'm here to sing, right? And all of a sudden, instead of singing, she starts talking to me in this. I mean, I'm talking about. A voice that is as baritone as can be. This, this demonic voice, right? And mm. all I, God just tells me, say my name, say my name. And I just say that, Jesus. And this girl hits the deck. Boom. This, Come on. This little Baptist, this little Baptist preacher's this wife. power. This Baptist preacher's wife jumps up and runs out of mm. the room. Come on. That's Jesus. Oh, she's, she's just like, Jesus, Jesus. And she runs out. Remember then. 
she runs away. Dan was there, right? But this woman wow. is convulsing on the floor. Yeah. I'm getting out behind the table. I'm walking over, and God says, "Don't touch her." Mm-hmm. But just, and I'm just, I'm just contending for her spirit. And so she would get up, right, moving like a serpent. And her eye, there was no, you only saw white in her mm, eyes. Okay, wow. white. And I would just, Jesus, and her head would snap back. Boom, she'd hit the ground again. And we go, and then finally it breaks, right? And she just starts weeping uncontrollably. And she goes, you know, it's out of me, it's out of me. This is this is wow. This is the world we yeah. live in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We live in this world. Exactly. So when so when a when a and people think it's only happening in Africa. When no, a Lady people. Gaga when a Lady Gaga <laughs> or a Nicki Minaj, when a Nicki Minaj talks about Roman, the demon mm-hmm. that visits that comes out of her. Right or or when Lady says Gaga says no this is other person or when Beyonce says this is other person that I can't control. Listen, okay? I was this in, is, these I are was, no jokes. I was okay? in Africa and two the pastor says there are two witches in this room get up now and these two women just stand up they start exiting for the door right the one runs away she come she the one of the team members said in the name of Jesus come back it looked like someone took her like a puppet and swung her arms around. She started walking back by the authority of Jesus Christ. And literally, she starts writing in the sand because she she was muted. The demon caused her not to speak. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she wrote, I belong to the kingdom of Nicki Minaj. That is the power of letting the gates that you were talking about earlier you open those these gates open they go up, in and the demons you, you know you might say well if i watch a little porn maybe some sexy demons are nope. going to come in no nope. they come into your house and they take Divide. on your children yes they do this they do that you can't decide okay i'm just letting some devil because someone said to me jokingly one time i don't want that demon to leave i like that one i said but that's a problem you open the door yep. and it comes in and it destroys the things that you love mm-hmm. it comes in every which way Ever. And you know, you say that, right? We've mm-hmm. Philip and I. One day, we, we get called by dear friends of ours, and and they ran uh, Talent South Africa, okay, uh, 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 which is the largest talent agency. And she said, "Yaku, this is a family member's son. Can you please come pray with him?" And we're on our way to the airport, to Oartambo Airport. I mm-hmm. said, "Okay, but I don't have a lot of time, but we'll come." And I said, "But Yaku, um, we just need you to know as you're coming, he's a self-proclaimed Satanist, mm. okay?" And I said, "Okay, how old is he? He's 19 years old." Mm. But he tried to commit suicide so many times. His mom is is just desperate. Would exactly. you just come? Satan's not okay. your friend. Mm-hmm. Would you? No, this is not a game. Mm-mm. Steal, kill, destroy. It's not yeah. a partnership. Okay. Uh, and, and so we show up, and um, it is is dark, dark. Okay. We yeah. we're sitting down. Now we're in a bit of a rush, and but God tells me, don't touch him. Don't touch him. He's sitting opposite the table. Okay. Now we're praying over him. I'm asking what, and and he doesn't really want to open up. And Philippa just starts praying. She starts praying in the spirit. She starts praying. And God tells me, um, say my name. And I kid you not, this boy's sitting here and he's kind of off putting. He doesn't really want to be with us. He does and, 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 but he says, Listen, I don't I can I don't control this. So you can talk to me, but you're not gonna get anywhere. Because yeah. I don't control this other guy. Mm-hmm. And when he takes over, he wants to kill me. He wants me he wants me to kill myself. Exactly. And I don't control him. So you yeah. can talk to me, but mm-hmm. he's and I'm uh, and I'm like, what's his name? And he, and he and God says, say my name, okay? And I say Jesus, Lindy. And I kid you not, he was looking down like this. I say Jesus, and his head goes whack. I thought he's gonna break his neck. His head snaps back, right, and his eyes roll back in his head, right, and and then just he collapses. And and God says, say my name. So, and it's just this ongoing thing. So we pray over this kid. We run out of time. As we drive to the airport, Philippa's kind of upset. She's not happy. She goes, Yaku, we should have stayed. That's not work is not done. He wasn't delivered, right? 
We fly back to the US. Three days later, he hangs himself. Whoa. He dies. Okay. Satan kills him. Mm. Okay. This other demon in him kills him. And it rocked Philippa for a long time because she said, I knew we should have stayed. We we should have contended more. Yeah. There's people in our lives. Yeah. If people would just see in the spirit that are under demonic oppression, and we call it depression. And I'm not saying, well, do you say mental illness, depression is not real? Do you say epilepsy? You'd be surprised. How many is demonic root? How much of it is demonic root? And unless we contend for them Mm -hmm. in that level, unless there's a spiritual cleansing in a house, when guys watch porn, you know, we go after that heavy all the time. I tell the guy, who does it hurt? It doesn't hurt anybody. Number one, every single woman and guy that's in porn, they're being hurt and, and absolutely destroyed in, in mm-hmm. forced fraud coercion. But the guy viewing porn is being hurt. But not just that. He's opening a gate. Do you know now that we have, we can prove it. If children have nightmares, nightmares, not just a, a food dream, nightmares, okay? Mm-hmm. It's because there is a sexually immoral gate open in that house. Yep. We have tied it together. A father or a mother. When parents come, my kids have nightmares. I'll say, who of you is watching porn? Neither. I go, you're lying. Yep. Who's watching porn? Who's letting that thing yeah, come exactly. into this house? And you know, the thing coming, tying back to the school board of education and what we were seeing there, them trying to put things in. You know, I was exposed to pornography as a little girl. And before the point I was exposed to it, I was never exposed to it. I was never open for it. My mind never went there. You know, you're planting a seed that's not meant to grow. It's not its time. It's actually a beautiful plant that has been kept for a certain season in one's life. And not But if you plant it prematurely, it will grow. But now coming back to this, and this is, you know, this is a hot topic. And um, I think it's a challenging topic right now. But this is what the enemy is doing is he's creating a fake compassion for us to actually um, agree with these demonic soul ties. What I saw during the month of... To justify sin. What I saw during the month of Pride Mm, was the satanic church welcoming the gay people Mm -hmm. everywhere. It seemed like if you were gay, you were with Satan. Using the... um, And that's why I'm glad you brought up that topic of Satan's agenda is to steal, kill, and destroy. You look at how they advertise it. And it's not even the people who are self-proclaiming to be gay. It's Satan's plan for that community. And he's saying, listen, I'm a good father. God has rejected you. I will accept you. And you see how they are grooming people for this fake father adoption from satan even on the super bowl you see all the pictures it's going to it's showing them that once you go to um to hell it's going to be one orgy yay party and i said my friends Mm -mm. don't let satan fool you gnashing of teeth pain exactly fire and 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 i'm seeing that that i see our young people walking around proudly with their satanic outfits on Thinking like, oh, I'm on the cool side. No, you are being fooled and deceived by the enemy. You are enslaved. And all these things, whether we're talking about the Freemasonry, when we're talking about this, that, or the rest, it's all a bondage to put you into slavery. Where God says, when you receive the Holy Spirit, by which you cry out, Abba, Father, Mm -hmm. you're actually born again into his family. And he takes you out of slavery into freedom and i think that's what's important that's but what Lillian, i love about the show do, why do we not have pastors this is the kind the truth of truth sets us free no mm-hmm. but this is the food mm-hmm. from this book yeah okay this book substantiates word this, of god right? mm-hmm. the word of god 
But don't just take the word of God and make it practical to people. Say, listen, let me explain to you. When God says I set you free, it's not just, okay, you're saved and, yeah. and your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. It literally means God is smashing bondage, breaking chains of exactly. demonic strongholds, generational And people curses. want it. Look at your video, How to Get Free from Pornography, just went viral, more than 600,000 views. They want Listen, it so desperately. People want the truth. When I was a young believer, now I was exposed to a lot of um, pornography as a kid. I was used as a little porn girl by my cousins. I had... Um, I was raped as a young girl. So many of those things were open. When I came to Jesus, I would try to have quiet time with the Lord, right? I'd try to connect with him, but I'd see like a male organ unravel. I'd see all these perverse pictures. I was like, I don't know how to, how to just connect with God how do on a, I not on a see pure this? level, right? Yes. And, and most of the time what we do is we keep those things private and then it just starts festering, right? Gross. And it becomes grow, bigger and bigger. But instead of that, I went to one of the girls that I was walking the road with and I said, Lauren, Every time I try and spend time with the Lord, I see a penis. I don't know what to do. You know, I just <laughs> I was just honest. I just said it as it was and praise the Lord I did it. Because it's just said, oh, that's a perverse spirit. You just tell it to leave in the name of Jesus. So the next day I'm sitting with my Bible open. I have, a, you know, I'm imagining God in front of me. I'm in the spirit realm. And as that thing started manifesting again, I said, I perverse spirit, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. And it disappeared and it never came back. Mm -hmm. And this is where we've got to get people back to yes. the revelation of what the spirit realm is, how to actually take authority over it, that we are kings and priests to rule and reign, to actually govern the earth. Mm -hmm. And um, we are actually here to call the shots, not the other way around. Oh, the, oh, the biggest lie. Mm -hmm. And look, it wasn't even in its in its... In the drafting of the separation of church and state, okay, mm -hmm. it, the intention was contorted immediately. The founding father said, we got to separate church and state, not to take church out, out of, of the state, state mm -hmm. but state out of church. But no, quickly, Satan was like, oh, I can, oh, I can use this. And all of a sudden, the church is silent. Exactly. To policy and public policy and what's happening in you know in the marketplace and in in in, in and schools. look at the school board of education. We I'm were there sitting with me. there exactly. We were there together. We were there together earlier this week, and we were we were a group of women praying the night before in a hotel room. And guess what? A man came and tried to break into all those rooms of the ladies. Yeah. You know the enemy is very much aware of how he gets oh, yeah. taken out. But this is when we say in Christian ease, which I can't stand. I mean, I I call us as a nation spiritual gluttons. You know, mm. people that just keep eating exactly we keep eating the word of god on sundays and doing nothing with it exactly take the power when you say well put on the armor of god to do what to do what why <laughs> In exactly. the spirit to go smash bondage. Exactly. Not and just to go, oh, let me yeah. pray for you. No, let's get you set free. Exactly. Let's find out where Satan has a hook in you, where there's agreement. And yes. people, if people would just get real for a second with God, they do host demonic forces. They want God, but they want a little bit of porn. They want God, but they want a little bit of infidelity. They want God, but they want the drug too. They'll exactly. completely give up all the drugs. They yeah. want to completely give up all the lying, all the no, just can we just have some blended exactly. some blended kingdom? And he goes, No, I'm jealous. Mm -hmm. I want it all because I, know, I want he's you a jealous free. Lover. And you know, just for anyone who's watching or listening right now and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm so entangled. You know, repentance is the most powerful weapon. And repentance is not some ugly word. It's actually the revelation yeah. of, oh my gosh, I've been wasting my time with something that was beneath me. 
I yes. am an heir of the Most High God. I'm made in the image of Christ. That's why this whole LGBTQ community and I identify as this. We haven't, there was a girl at a school who was identifying as a dog and a friend was walking her around on a leash. It's when you have forgotten who you are, you need the revelation that will cause a re- metanoia moment, which will cause that repentance that says, oh my gosh, I've been eating from the wrong thing here i've been drinking from the wrong well you know even when the the lady at the well jesus approached Mm -hmm. her i love it it was jacob's well wasn't even a bad well but jesus said listen i've got something better for you and sin simply means to miss god's best for your life it literally means to miss the mark and so he's not convicting you or telling you hey you're wrong because he's like you're a bad person he's saying no come up yeah i have better one of my friends Total, he was totally stuck in the gay community. He said he never actually went down the road, but he was, you know, his whole body, everything. And one day he says Jesus appeared to him on the bed. He was sitting next to him. It was Jesus. And he thought maybe he's going to condemn him, you know, say something. And he just said, Yaku. His name was also Yaku. He said, Yaku, I've got something better for you. And just like that, when he came into agreement with the word of the Lord, it's identity. He was True completely identity. delivered. He's now got a marriage, children, yeah. the whole thing, and he loves ministering to people. In Look, this. people ask me, well, Yaku, they say, I don't hear the voice of God. What do you think God wants me to do? And today I say this, look at culture and do the exact opposite. And you're probably going to be very close to what God wants you to do. Satan exactly. is doing what? He's playing identity politics. It's all identity. Ide- the truth is, Yes, God wants you to find your identity in Christ. In Him. Mm -hmm. Why He created you. And Satan will come and say, no, you can pick one. You know what? You can change it tomorrow. And and the whole furry crowd now, the furries. Now you got schools in this country. This is legitimate now. Now, Mm -hmm. I look at this as a South African and I go, okay, hold on one second. The insane is running the asylum. Yes. Okay. This is, we've gone bonkers, crazy, nuts. You now have schools in Massachusetts, schools in New York that put a bowl, a bowl, a dog bowl of water no. and a dog bowl of food at the front no. of the classroom for in the school Mm-mm. for the kid who is identifying as a dog or a cat. Yeah, That is literally coming in agreement with a demonic spirit, enabling a child to, f- to completely lose their life. And it's actually opening the door for bestiality, right? Oh, you're kidding. And of the course. thing is to, you know, I think in this hour, what it what the enemy is really doing is stripping authority to those who God has given it to. Now you can't be the parent anymore. You got to just listen to the feelings of your child. What did you know, I say you, at that school board meeting? I mm-hmm. said, you start listening, give the parent the power back. God exactly. gave them the authority over the child, not you as a teacher. And I was so encouraged by, um, you know, seeing what was happening there, the Christians that showed up to put their weight in like yourself and others. Um, but I realized these people... These, how many ever people they were, nine, twelve, whatever people, they literally have given, been given seats of authority to determine what's going to be taught in our children's schools for the next 12 years. 60 million kids. 60 million children. In the balance on those 15 people. In other people. words, they yeah. are discipling the nation, yes. which I think I've heard that before somewhere. Yeah. It's in the word of God, which he tells Christians to do. Yeah. And even as a preacher, I'll be honest, I was convicted when I arrived in America, I was here to have a retreat and to preach in churches like I always do. And God started giving me dreams about Roe v. Wade and about this and about that. And suddenly I realized, God, we are meant to be in these governing seats. We have been giving, Absolutely. we've been giving up our influential roles, thinking it's secular, creating a, mm-hmm. a, 
a division between secular and sacred, but the reality is, because people would phone me, they say, Lindy, are you, oh, are you not an evangelist anymore? Are you politics now? I said, listen, when I went to preach to the prostitutes in Amsterdam, you didn't ask me if I became a prostitute. When I went into the schools, we saw thousands of children get saved, healed, and delivered. You didn't ask me, did I become a, t- a, a student now? No, we no, have no. to go back but into these belief pl- system belief places politics, and take it back. That politics is not for the, for almost like there's, Literally, like this. Okay, this part of the world belongs to Satan. No, my dad. Mm-mm. My dad owns. Belongs it all. He to owns him. a thousand hills, a, a cattle on the hills. He owns. He owns it all. And the only reason that it's secular is because of Christians left, and that was what uh, everything that Satan controls mm-hmm. is there because we gave it up. Exactly. He can't steal from God. Exactly. We gave it up. We gave up the Motion Picture Association of America. Mm-hmm. It was sixty-five percent Christian, and on one. Th- one Friday, the Christians left and handed it over, and all of a sudden you can have sex and whatever in PG-13 movies. There's nothing that Satan is manipulating that Christians, the sons and daughters of God, did not forfeit. Now, I do want to give some great news for those who didn't know that the the, court, the case that came in to have a very strong leftist agenda was thrown out officially this afternoon. Yes. It yes. has been delayed. And what it's encourages gone. me, Yaku, is when I look victory. over these last two years of being here in America, I'm watching some of the biggest decisions Victories. of our time Huge. that went hand in hand with God setting up the saints to worship. Right now, there's a 24-7 prayer and worship event happening called Gen Z. Gen Z for Jesus. Gen yeah. Z in for In Fresco, Jesus. Texas. I'll speak at it tomorrow. And yeah. literally... They have these prayer tents that's been going on all week mm-hmm. and that carries on till Saturday night. Mm-hmm. When was the school board of education meeting to this week? This week. And we saw the same thing with Amy Coney Berry. And, and by the way, we Brian, the Bri- Brian Barcelona and the guys with Gingy for Jesus, they don't have, they had no, no lens, clue. no clue exactly. what was happening in the school board because they operate in secret. And Satan that's not. where we see the hand of God. Yeah. We saw it with um, when Amy Coney Barrett, nobody knew that Ginsburg was going to die. But there was a million or whatever Christians in D.C. at the time having a worship event when she was being interviewed at the back. There is no coincidence in the kingdom. Then when she was being sworn in was the same day. Just happened to be so that Sean Foyt decided to have a massive worship event. And then again with the second impeachment trial of Trump, there was a massive event happening down Mm -hmm. 10 minutes away from Trump's home. And I say, God, we clever. But not that clever. No, and no, no, you no. orchestrated no. this. And yeah. so we can still see the hand of God orchestrating things on a much higher level to I, shift I argue, this nation. I argue we are seeing it in a physical way more now than people have seen it for, for decades. Mm-hmm. So so today I actually believe it's actually quite easy to just say, man, there is a God. Because there's, there's supernatural things happening. Yes. And look. God says in the latter days, the hearts of the fathers return to the sons and the sons to the fathers. We're seeing that. We're seeing families coming together. Um, we're seeing things like, you know, Philip and my wife in 2017, she said, in walking the kitchen, Roe's going to fall, Roe falls. 49 years we pray, you know, for, for, for Roe to fall, and then it falls. The church needs to celebrate that God is, is moving yes. to redeem people's lives. And then those who are listening, anything, that's not of God. Whether it, if it's not Freemasonry, if it's Ouija boards and witchcraft, or I don't care if you made your own God, like India with the three hundred million gods, anything that's the counterfeit, repent, break it, speak about it to someone that is a man and a woman of God, and you can be set free. And yeah, we could talk for hours and hours. Thank you so much. What an amazing conversation. Thank you. Um, 
Appreciate you very much. Yes, okay. come on. Guys, so, this is the bottom line. Jesus is the answer. He's the only way, the truth, and the life. Bless amen. you. Bless you, bless you. See you tomorrow at that event. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome, yeah. Perfect. Talk to you guys next time. Thanks.